taking these little breaks (laughs) you know um fear the talking queers is changing it's not gonna be the same moving forward well i mean i think if you're changing you're growing Mm, no i think everybody stays the same (laughs) (laughs) i don't (laughs) (laughs) no um yeah yeah definitely like i think as time goes by and, you know, we become more in demand by the people and the things in our life, <laughs> it is just really hard for us to keep up. It's, it, you know, and this is completely a full-time second job, one that we don't make much money from, but oh. it does require a lot of our attention and everything. And, and um, you know, sometimes when you're as in demand as we are, uh, it's hard mm-hmm. to keep up. So. Yeah. You'll notice in this episode, we're taking it back. We're taking it back to how we did things in season one. We're keeping it short and simple this week. Well, for a short and simple movie. And honestly, Jake is right. We are extremely in demand. Like, (laughs) I think it's really our personal schedules are just so tight right now. And they're not lining up. We may be celebrities, but we're not stars. We're not in alignment. So Exactly. (laughs) Wow, that was beautiful and profound. Right, I love that. Yeah, we're yeah, our our (laughs) schedules with each other are just not lining up 100% perfectly, and so we're having to, uh, you know, make it work as best we can because we still wanted to get you know these next couple episodes out to you before the end of our season. And yeah, uh, we want to hit 100 episodes, that's our goal to hit 100 episodes for the season ends. So we have just a few more episodes to go. This is one down, three to go, right. So. Yeah, we, we we got this, friends. And when it's not because we don't love doing this. We do love doing this. Oh, my God. No, that's not it at all. Like, we're doing it because we still love to do it. It's just a little harder to do. Yeah, exactly. Which is why we've noticed we're doing every other week. And honestly, depending on the fate of our futures, that might be how we have to do it moving forward from now on. Yeah, we are just playing this shit by ear. Just know more episodes are coming and we're doing our best to get them out to you. So yeah, bit that aside, that aside, let's get to the fun part. Well, okay. Speaking of back in action. Oh yeah. my God, bitch. Here we go. <laughs> The inevitable. (laughs) Yeah, the thing that you and I fought so hard against for some reason. And I feel like we are the only two. We are the only two, I think, in the entire horror community that, I guess, stood on the other side of this. And we've come out on the wrong end. (laughs) We lost. We lost. Okay, basically, what we're talking about is Hayden Panettiere returning to Scream 6 as Kirby from Scream 4. We thought this bitch quit acting. We thought she was never (laughs) going to come back. But I guess they offered her probably an absurd amount of money that she was like, 
All right, I'll do I'm it. I'm sure right? they were probably also like, please, the, the fandom wants it. Look how much you're loved and adored, Hayden. Please. They respect you. Maybe Hollywood didn't, but they do. Yeah, I don't not know. We probably told a thousand people <laughs> that this bitch <laughs> ain't gonna come back. <laughs> but um, I don't know how I feel about this. I I don't care. At this point, for me at least, I now that I know for sure that she's coming back. All right, do I? I can't argue that she's not coming back anymore. That part of the argument's no. gone. Now it's like okay, great. All but right, what, now what I, do we I, want I, from her? What do we want from her? What do I we expect from her? That's the conversation now. I want her to die in the first 20 minutes. You do? I don't yeah, know. I want I, I want them to upset the fans. <laughs> <laughs> they would never. They could you imagine they said, "Hey, Hayden, please come back for this, you know, to reprise your role that people want you so badly for, and we're going to kill you in the first 20 minutes of the movie. Well, no, maybe she wants that's that. not what I think happened. That's exactly it. I think that she said, fine, I'll do it. I'll come back. But I can, I'm only available for three days. I can only work eight hours a day and I have to get killed in the first 20 minutes. And I'm not going back to that hair. But <laughs> <laughs> And um, I still won't die on screen. So <laughs> please confirm that I'm dead because I'm over this. I want to stick to my original... Sally Hardesty storyline? Yes, the Sally Hardesty that she shows up as some sort of ex machina moment where she saves the day with a shotgun or something and says like, fuck you, Ghostface, or something like that. Yeah. I honestly, I think that the fans just need to understand that your nostalgia is great. I have that state. We have an immense amount of nostalgia for Scream, particularly the original trilogy. However, as it expands, I'm really excited about these new characters, and I don't give a shit if the old ones return or not. (laughs) I really think sometimes our nostalgia is the reason for a lot of people's anxiety, because things change, and people are (laughs) overwhelmed by that. I know. But I guess, like, the whole thing, the whole premise around these requels is bringing back characters that were once part of the story and putting them in new situations sure. with new characters. But do people Absolutely. share the same same energy for Patrick Dempsey? He survived. I, right, exactly. Well, people do want... People have mentioned online that they want to see Mark and Cade back in action as well. Uh, I think that would be great, but sure. I, I don't need it. And I think bringing somebody like Hayden Panettiere back who has been so vocal about exiting Hollywood and not wanting to return and not even giving an ounce of, you know, interest in returning to the Scream franchise other than recording for Wes and sending it to them via email <laughs> she, so that they like, could include her voice in the she movie. voice memo on her iMessage. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, I'm not, I'm not sure that I care to have somebody who doesn't give a fuck back in a franchise that I love. Do you know what I'm saying? That's fair. I think a lot of people need to realize that even about Nev Campbell. Like, yes, she is a very treasured character. Yes, she's a very treasured actress, but she has other things that she wants to do. Her energy, like, is very... I mean, the fact that it seems like it takes so much for them to convince her to be part of these films, like... Like let her be, let her be. Courtney, I think she loves these movies. 
And I, I think she, like Courtney's producing. I do not think she's going to be back on screen. But if she, I would love to see Gail. I think that she, if anybody, has a place in the storyline moving forward. Sure, yeah. But I feel like Courtney, I don't know. She's one of those people that I feel has made so much money from Friends that now she's just oh. doing the things she wants. Nev Campbell, she still does the, the, the horror con circuit. She's making her... $80 a picture thing, you know, not saying that it has anything to do with many, but I feel like Courtney is in a t- time of her life where she just wants to do things that she finds fun. And I think she does find these movies to be very fun. And so I understand yeah. why Courtney wants to come back, but I, but I always feel like just in interviews and everything that Nev seems so resistant to like fully signing on until the last second. And I'm only going to show up for this amount of weeks and this, this, that. Like, exactly. just let her be. Just let her be. Let's give yeah. Sydney a break. Let's give her, you know, her space to live her life. Also, moving in a different direction here, let's leave Stephen King's works alone. If they've already <laughs> been made into movies, let's let that live. And let's do something else. He has tons of material. He has tons of short stories that have never been visited on this screen. This is true. Like... I don't think we needed this new Firestarter, girl. You haven't seen it. Okay, I have right. not, no. The, the acting, I will say, was great. I think everybody did a great job in that movie. The acting was great. Zac Efron was the only one that I felt in some of the intense scenes was a little light. I was like, okay. hmm. I'm not hmm. totally convinced that it's a life or death situation here, but go off, sis. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the girl, she, <laughs> as Charlie, did a very great job. I thought she was fantastic. Oh, um, but it was a little, they didn't even try to make her moments of like starting fires, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the pyrokinesis part of it. They didn't even try to make that any more brilliant than it was in the original. Like in the 80s, they were like the wind is blowing <laughs> through your hair. We're going to illuminate you in orange. And then we're going to show the special effects of fire on the other side of the room. They did these things where they added like a little bit of fire in front of her face. Like at first, like she creates it right in front of her and then tosses it almost like with mm. her eyes. But it wasn't, and it was not a unique approach to pyrokinesis. More than it was just the, bl- bland. Yeah. What we've seen all see before, like what is the purpose of this? Yeah. And there were some great intense moments some great special effects moments, but it was very dry. Like, it was not Ooh. exciting at all. There was a few moments where I was like, ooh. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't look like it, uh, you know, really expands on anything. It does kind of look like... It felt small. It, it, it felt looks small. small just from the trailer, and it kind of looks like an early 2000s attempt at... I don't know, it, it looks dated kind of, too. I would give it two and a half out of five. Oh, I mean, that sounds pretty generous since it has a current... 12% on Rotten Tomatoes. I think... <laughs> yeah. I honestly <laughs> think it's because part of it was enjoyable, like, sure. to a certain extent. Where, But it's it's background noise. You know, it's one of those movies where yeah. the next time you're cleaning your house, just put it on. Whether you miss... Like, you, you can miss plot points, whatever, and it's not going to make a difference. Oh, absolutely not. I remember watching the original as a young kid for my movie-collecting aunt, and I remember she loved that movie. I remember it feeling, like, intense. Like, you wanted Drew Barrymore to get away and live on and, you know, do this and that. And I didn't feel that in this one. All right. Well, um, if you dare, go watch Firestarters. I know it's free on Peacock right now. 
Yeah, well, speaking of other terrifying movies, um, I watched Senior Year starring Rebel Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that right after I watched Firestar. <laughs> What'd you think? Here's my thing. And don't murder me if you are all Rebel Wilson fans. I think all she's right. funny. I think she's funny. I don't know if I feel like she's funny enough to carry movies on her own. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I think she excels, and I hate to say this about somebody, but I think she excels at being a supporting character. And so when she's kind of put at the forefront of these movies, I don't think they ever land super well. Like, and it was fine. It was cute, but it didn't blow me away. Like nothing was like hysterically funny. It was like, okay. I almost felt that they could have went a little further with the teen yeah. comedy portion of it. Like, I think maybe the teen comedy, if they would have made it a little bit raunchier. Edgier. Funny. Yeah. Edgier. Oh, sure. Yeah. Raunchier or something like that. Yeah. It just feels cheap. It felt kind of cheap to me. <laughs> You're onto something there with Rebel Wilson. But at the same time, I thought that she was the light of the movie. I was like, if she well, were, of course. If this were someone else, this would fall flat. There's no doubt that she's not charismatic. She's just not always like help. She's not like hilarious. It was just fine. It's fine. It, it was, was just fine. fine. What would you rate it? Um, uh, maybe like a probably two and a half. And I think that they try to pad it a lot with all these like ridiculous dance numbers and everything, which were fun. But it, it seemed it like did. they were like putting that in place of a plot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. That's our little movie roundup for this week. Um, yeah, let's talk why... about a good movie. All right. Well, <laughs> sweet screams, bitch. Bye. <laughs> Join us next week. <laughs> no. Um, today we're doing um, Anaconda. Yes. This is the best porn ever made. Oh. <laughs> Did I watch the wrong one? That's Manaconda. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, this is like a cult classic, I would say. It is. I would say it's a cult classic film from the 90s. A complete B-movie monster, you know, creature feature. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they took the idea of like a B-movie, a B-movie idea, but on a made, but on a, but on like a big, a big budget. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's for sure a B movie. It's just like, a, it's like this, like ch- cheap. It's like a cheap monster movie with a, kind of a big budget. <laughs> I hadn't seen this since I was young, and oh my it god, was still fresh. Like I probably maybe saw this when I was seven or eight, so within the nineties decade. But I was like, I don't remember it looking this bad. <laughs> of course. Well. Then you haven't seen this in a while. Yeah. I've watched this a few times over the last couple years. I mean, mostly because obviously my boyfriend is a Jennifer Lopez um, fanatic. Yeah. So this is a an annual event. <laughs> yeah, we throw it on on occasion, which is fun. Um, I've even watched like, um, you, you know what riff tracks are? Do you know what that is? Um, it's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It's the same dudes uh-huh. that do that. But it's like their new yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally have, like, one they do of this movie, which, like, they just, you know, make fun of it the Tear entire it time. So I've, like, yeah. watched that recently. So I've seen this movie quite a few times over the last few years. And, okay. um, you know what? I, as ridiculous and stupid as it is, 
it's an enjoyable little romp. So why don't we get into what this is? And we are doing one synopsis. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Some people might enjoy that. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, let us know. If you like the way we do this better than than putting the movie under a microscope, let us know because we're interested in knowing the feedback. Like, do you like this format better? So let's give it a whirl in season four. All right. And we're taking it back to season one. So without further ado, this is Anaconda. Anaconda, released in 2017. (laughs) Why did I write that? All right. Anaconda, released in 1997. (laughs) Written by Hans Bauer, Jim Cash, and Jack Epps Jr. Directed by Luis Iosa. Our movie begins on the Amazon River. A poacher, played by Danny Trejo of Trejo's Tacos, and donuts. <laughs> oh, ah, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he hides from an unknown creature in his boat. While it breaks through the boat and attempts to catch the poacher, he commits suicide by shooting himself to prevent it from killing him. Meanwhile, a film crew is shooting a documentary about the Shirin Shamas, a long-lost indigenous Amazonian tribe. The crew includes director Terry Flores, played by J-Lo, cameraman and childhood friend Danny Rich, played by Ice Cube, production manager Denise Kalberg, and sound engineer Gary Dixon, played by Owen Wilson, narrator Warren Westridge, played by Jonathan Hyde, exactly, anthropologist Professor Stephen Kale, played by Eric Stoltz, Okay. And boat skipper, Mateo. Played by Vincent Castellano. Castellano? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, God. The group encounters stranded Paraguayan snake hunter, Paul Cerrone. Played by... Angelina Jolie's dad, John Voight. Who convinces them he can help them find the Shirashamas. Most of the crew are uncomfortable around Cerrone, and Kale clashes with him several times about Shirashama lore. Eventually, Kale is stung by a wasp, and an allergic reaction swells up his throat and leaves him unconscious. Thank God, because he is not that cute. <laughs> what? Oh my God, I literally was like, I'm going to put him as my hottie this week. No, we're not. <laughs> oh my God, Peter. I was like, wow, he looks so cute in this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Cerrone performs an emergency <laughs> chrysothyroidotomy. Crickothyroidotomy. Crickothyroidotomy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna improvise. Cerrone performs an emergency procedure, opening his throat, seemingly saving his life. But soon after, he takes over the boat, forcing the crew to help him achieve his true goal: hunting down a giant record-breaking green anaconda he had been tracking, which he believes that he can capture alive. Danny, Mateo, and Cerrone search the wreckage of the poacher's boat. A photograph in an old newspaper reveals that Mateo, Cerrone, and the poacher were working together to hunt animals, including snakes. 
Leaving the poacher's ship, Mateo falls into the water where the anaconda attacks and kills him while Danny and Cerrone return to their boat, unaware of Mateo's fate. Cerrone promises that if the crew helps him find the snake, he will help them get out alive. That night, the anaconda attacks the boat crew. Cerrone attempts to capture the snake, but it coils around Gary, crushing him. Terry attempts to shoot the anaconda to save him, but Cerrone knocks her gun away and the snake devours Gary. The crew overpowers Cerrone and ties him up as punishment. The next day, the boat becomes stuck at a waterfall, requiring Terry, Danny, and Westridge to enter the water to winch it loose. That is a word, mama. Winch. (laughs) Denise confronts Cerrone and attempts to kill him to avenge Gary's death, as she had been fucking him the entire trip. But he strangles her with his legs before dumping her corpse into the river. The anaconda returns, and Westridge distracts it long enough for Terry and Danny to return to the boat while Westridge ascends the waterfall. Cerrone breaks free during the attack and attacks Danny. The anaconda climbs a tree and attacks Westridge, but the tree snaps. The crew winds up in the water. Kale wakes up in the process and Westridge is killed in the fall from the waterfall. The snake attacks Danny, but Terry shoots it in the head. Cerrone, still believing he can capture the snake alive, attacks her. Kale stabs him with a tranquilizer dart before losing consciousness again himself, and Danny knocks Cerrone into the river. Cerrone manages to catch up to the group and captures Terry and Danny, using them as bait in an attempt to capture a second, much larger anaconda. The snake attacks the pair, slowly suffocating them. Cerrone attempts to catch the anaconda in a net, but it breaks free and attacks him, eventually swallowing him whole while Terry and Danny watch as they escape their bonds. The anaconda gives chase to Terry, who retreats into the building and finds a nest full of newborn anacondas. The snake regurgitates the still-alive but partially digested Cerrone and chases her up a smokestack. Danny pins its tail to the ground with a pickaxe and ignites a fire below the smokestack, setting the snake on fire. The resulting explosion sends the burning anaconda flying out of the building and into the water. As Terry and Danny recuperate on a nearby dock, the anaconda resurfaces, but Danny kills it with an axe to the head. Afterward, Terry and Danny reunite with Kale, who begins to revive on the boat. While floating downriver, the trio suddenly locates the Shirashama tribe, who helps them escape the Amazon. Okay. (laughs) I want to tell you a story, okay? Oh, okay. I don't know if you saw it on my Instagram story. I posted this on my personal Instagram story. There was an enormous anaconda in my yard. What? Yes. Okay, it wasn't an anaconda. Andre said it was a gopher snake. We have like scorpions around here and rattlesnakes. So when he pulled up, he it was resting under like some soil, and Andre was moving the soil because he was gardening, and there was an enormous snake just coiled up taking a nap. And I thought immediately a rattlesnake, but it ended up being a gopher snake. But it was enormous and long, and of course I quickly grabbed my dogs because I just watched this movie. That's what I was going to ask you. I was like, do you ever get worried about your dogs like running around? Yeah, I didn't want my dog to end up like John Voight in this movie. I wanted (laughs) him to live. So (laughs) I wanted them to be like J-Lo in this movie. Right. Oh, exactly. And so that's why I picked him up. But the snake went away and I saw just how long it was. Oh my God. It was crazy. And I think if the snakes in real life are anything like the anaconda in this movie, he'll be back and with a revenge tactic. 
Yeah, wait, so what did you go. do? What did you do with the snake? You just left it? Well, yeah, because Andre's like, it's good for the garden. It'll eat our, the gophers, because we have those, too. Oh, and my like, God. Okay, but not so close to the house, like, over there. Yeah, like, pick it, it up and throw it away. Not throw it away, but throw it farther away. <laughs> yeah, get it away from me. Yeah, it, it ended up slithering away. It was pissed. Wow, that's a terrifying story. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. I survived uh, something very similar to the experience of this movie. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Right away, I was getting Jurassic Park vibes. And I feel like this was like... Oh, of course. Around the time that, you know, Jurassic Park had come out. And obviously, I'm sure they got whisperings of the Lost World being developed. Right, In the same year that this movie came out. Even in the score, you can hear it. Oh, this score to me sounds like it's the fucking Lion King. <laughs> yeah, but this movie definitely has to be inspired with the success of, or sorry, by the success of Jurassic Park. You know, this idea of, um, you know, humans versus these creatures and, you know, right. and and also probably Jaws. Like, there was something about oh, the, yeah. ni- the 90s specifically that this fascination with this, like, you know, humans exploring the uncharted territories of the world and what are they going to find there you know they're going to find these gigantic creatures that we have no idea how to you know deal with and that only want to make dinner out of us and so that was a common little theme of the 90s and thus gave us some of these like crazy crazy creature features in that came about like Placid, Anaconda. I wonder if it's because we were like right on the cusp of um, the millennium. So like they this millennium. Y2K conspiracy was like, it's the millennium. Um, <laughs> I, you know, like that Y2K end of world thing, you know, the Prince song. Sure. Party like it's 1999 because that's it. That's the last year we're going to live. Um, our movie begins with Danny Trejo. Who... <laughs> that's the end of your point? <laughs> <laughs> I was anyway. like, okay, Y2K, <laughs> and? Uh, well, I was, oh, okay, yeah, I didn't make my point, you're right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe we were thinking that, like, uh, there was going to be a demise of, to humanity of some sort, and mm. we, I think we, every time we think of, like, humanity ending, that nature is just going to run the world, so maybe that's... Sure. Oh, so, yeah, know? so, I see, so once, you know, the threat of technology failing us completely we were going to be back (laughs) just like the hunter gatherers of of yesteryear yeah Yeah, absolutely would you be this adventurous with to go out and like film a documentary in these like adverse conditions of the amazon Um, literally no not a single part of this sounds appealing to me no would you the closest no 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 the closest I would get to doing this is going on the Jurassic Park ride. I will yes, not. The Jungle Cruise at Disneyland is as adventurous as I get when it comes to sailing down the Amazon. Yeah. I don't want to sail down the Amazon at all. Yeah. I, I don't. Not the Nile. Not the... No. However, I will say I wouldn't mind if it came to me in the form of Jumanji. That sounds fun. At least I'd be home. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, if you have me. a really good home insurance, why <laughs> yeah. not? True, true, true. Yeah, I don't know. There's just a lot of travel. And I, it's, it's very hot there. No, and my hair, like, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't, yeah. The Amazon is not for me. JLo said they were in the Amazon for like four months. This is the real Amazon? Yes. 
they Girl, filmed in I Brazil. thought this was like in the jungle cruise at Disney. Well, I mean, I think some of it was filmed in LA. I think I like looked up the filming location. It was like, yeah, parts of it was in LA, but they were actually in Brazil for four months filming this movie. And oh my God, I watched this hilarious interview with JLo where she was like, <laughs> she's like, no, nah. she's like, it was crazy. She's like, I don't think I'll be going back anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Diva. Diva. <laughs> they're all like, are you afraid of snakes? And she's like, no, but I am afraid of rats. And they're like, oh, so uh, if there was a rat in this movie, you wouldn't be in it. She's like, nope, <laughs> no, no rats for me. So yeah, if it was go. called Ratatata, Ratas, Ratakonda. That sounds like a sci-fi original film. Not Honestly, no. Yes, Ratakonda. Yeah, if we see this existing on Shutter or Sci-Fi, we're suing. Yes, exactly. Our movie starts with another diva, Danny Trejo. And I don't know why he's in this movie. First of all, I'm just going to say that. But then no. also, <laughs> why? I feel like his yeah. voice sounds weird. Yeah, That's it's not like his they, voice. They def- I mean, we know Danny Trejo's voice because it's very oh, distinct. He has a deep, gravelly, sexy he has a, voice. Yeah, that really like low voice that he talks like this. Like, this, whose yeah. voice was this? He was dubbed. He was like, ah! Running from the stake. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the well, hell? I mean, that maybe it's because he, he was supposed to be Brazilian, and maybe they <laughs> sought out a Brazilian voiceover artist to dub his performance. Mm, that has to be it. Pablo Vitar. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely Pablo Vitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, like, why is Danny Trejo in this movie? Like, at this point, like, Danny Trejo is definitely, like, a, a known name. face. And he yeah. has no part in this movie, no lines. Like, is this a cameo? What is this? I don't know what this is. It's a travesty, I'll tell you that. But <laughs> there's a paycheck. I, I, think, I think another letdown of this opening is that they. Uh, okay, I understand them not wanting to show the monster too soon. But then, what's the point of an opening kill? Well, the, he doesn't even get killed. He kills himself. Well, okay, yeah, exactly. I think what it is, is that it's supposed to be foreshadowing and being like, I, you, I would rather kill myself than have to face what danger is coming. Right? Sure. I don't know. Can, can you imagine this being it in Scream? We don't ever see the killer's mask until the middle of the movie. And then <laughs> yeah. she doesn't even get killed by him. She kills herself because she's so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That is dumb. That's a waste. But I don't know. Would you rather shoot yourself in the head or would you... Rather be digested by a giant anaconda. Oh, you're right. I think if I were more scientifically knowledgeable, I would probably rather get shot in the face than um... <laughs> get shot in the face. I said shoot yourself in the head, but get shot in the <laughs> face too. Sure. Well, face head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then get swallowed by an anaconda because that's a yeah. slow death. That's a, sl- a suffocation. Apparently, it like it crushes you first. Like, you suffocate. Um, yeah, so imagine being crushed to death first. By strong-ass muscles? Yeah. Ooh. But Sounds that brings hot. into question a lot of, like, the physics of the anacondas that are in this movie. Because these <laughs> things move as if they are light as a feather, you know, just... Stiff as a board. Yeah, light <laughs> as a feather, stiff as a board. And they just, like, are springy and agile. But I think real snakes are... They're heavy, right? And I slow. See yeah. They're like slow and they're plop on the ground. They don't move like this. No, maybe a fucking king cobra or a rattlesnake, you know, where you don't know what you 
ah, you didn't sure. see it coming. But yeah. these but. big ass snakes, like no, especially when no. they're lugging two hundred pounds of man in them, like no. Yeah, I, I was, no I way. was, re- I was reading about anacondas, and apparently, mm. like, they're very fast. They can be fast in water, but on land, they're like, uh, they're sluggish and slow. So, well, because we're all kind of weightless in water, right? That's probably yeah. why. Yeah, exactly. So they're and they just undulate and they can propel themselves with their little tails or whatever. I would rather be suffocated. Oh, I know what you'd rather be suffocated by. What? The thighs of one. Oh, Iggy Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, yes, that. Yes, absolutely. That Annika. That, that Annika. Wow, that anaconda. That Annika. The anaconda. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sure. If if he were to crush me with his thighs, I would probably say thank you. But in the thighs of one John, disgusting void. Absolutely not. No, thank you. Uh, Okay. So you're right. I think the warning here is that you'd rather suffer the fate of killing yourself than yeah getting of course absorbed digested and eaten and crushed and yeah and then eventually shit. Shit, your yeah, out. regurgitated and then eaten again. That's like a thing, but apparently know. that that is because, um, and we kind of like see that's in the opening scroll that comes up, right? It's like, you know, talking about he's like giving us these like bullshit facts about anacondas. Like anacondas have never been forty feet long, like ever. That's all a straight up lie. And then, um, <laughs> then it goes into about the regurgitation. Like that's like a huge plot point of this movie. And apparently yeah. the only situation that usually happens in is when they eat something really big and they're weighed down because it's so heavy that when in that state, they're vulnerable to like being attacked by like, say a Jaguar, um, they ah. have to regurgitate it really quickly so they can get away. And that's the only, but they don't just like eat sense. their food, throw it up, eat it again. Like, I think that's like not a complete scientific fact. Okay, good. You know. Well, I'm glad that you did the scientific research so, because <laughs> we we need to know the hard hitting facts. <laughs> Absolutely, but that's yeah. that's interesting. So they all would they would only regurgitate if they needed to get away from another predator. Yeah. I am not feeling the introduction to our central characters here. I I think a lot of it has to do with just the character development, the writing. Like, it's not really yeah. good for me. Yeah, and it I doesn't they're... really get to showcase, like, any anybody. true talent. Yeah. No. I think everybody in this, no matter how talented, like, if we're talking the peak of talent, like, uh, you know, Ice Cube, as far as acting, no, I'm just kidding. But I actually think yeah, he did a fine job with what he was given. I think he made I it think, his own, and I think that's I why think he's great. I think they all do fine. I think the only standout to me, performance-wise, I think is probably Jonathan Hyde. I do feel like he's playing every character he's ever played before. Jumanji, this, um, yes. Titanic. Um, oh my god! There's another. There's probably more. When he jumps on that damn lifeboat, I always am like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. get him out of there. But he does it really well in this, and he's the only one I feel has like a, a an arc in this as character, like a character change, character development, yeah. And for yeah. what? And for he's what? supposed to I be know. kind of like the Attenborough brothers in this. I feel like a little bit. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Of course, he's like the narrator of this documentary, and he's supposed to be like the stuffy British person who's like, oh, these conditions, you know that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> 
that every stuffy British person plays. But I think he does right. it well, and um, yeah, so he's he's probably my standout in this entire movie. And you know, J Lo, she does her part. She she showed up and she's she, fine. But her part is not written incredibly it's well. It's not written well. No, there are two movies that I love J Lo in. Selena, of course, but she was that. That, I know there are some people who are J-Lo acting haters that are like, she can't act Oh my shit. god, I know. Shut but up. That's not, Selena's yeah. her only good movie, which is not true. But Selena, though, I think she was just so en- enveloped in their family and like her life that she had yeah. no other... There, there would have been... A tr- if she would have not have done that role well, it would have been just... A travesty. It would have been... She would have been, yeah, crucified. Um, but... It, and, and hustlers, and I think that's just because yeah. she knew she had a good sense of who that character was. Oh, and El Cantante, I feel like that oh. one as well. Oh, she, yeah, she she's had good a, in that. She's good out uh, of sight. She's great in that. Like, um, yeah, she is. She's so good in that. What is that? Out of sight with her and George Clooney. Oh, that's like her one of her bigger biggest claim to fame performance wise from the nineties. Really? It was like a couple, yeah, a couple years after this. Ooh, girl, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I was going to say about Jayla's character? First of all, she's too pretty to be anywhere near Kale, okay? Uh, <laughs> not the not the vegetable mama, the, the man. <laughs> well, he's kind of a vegetable in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's a vegetable for like half this movie. <laughs> yeah, joke deserves it. <laughs> um, you know, shallowness and stupidity aside, I think that... I don't like her character. They she's supposed to be like this director. Like this is her big debut. She's supposed to just be ambitious and strong. And uh, in this opening, she's like flirting and with him. And he they sort of make him out like he's gonna be the leader of this group of documentarians. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't like that journey. Well, that it's establishment. Also, it's also just kind of muddy. It's like, what is their relationship? Are they actually together? Are they flirting? Are they together? Are they not? It's never really established what these two people are to each other. It's sort of like they're co-workers. Yeah. He, like, she's a documentarian. He is some sort of expert on finding native tribes. Like, that's a very yeah. specific job. So, okay, Mateo is, is he Brazilian in real no, life? No, he's, he's Cuban in real life. He's Cuban in real life. I have to say, we just had him on a movie that yes, we just Mul- did Mulholland Drive, Drive. but in with this the one same hair <laughs> with the same look but this one they show a little bit of his body and I honestly was like he's gonna be on my hotties list. I knew it and I said ew I was like Frank I said you were so predictable I looked at that first I said oh that's gonna be Frankie's hottie <laughs> no you're a bitch you know, you know, you know, <laughs> you know who I was, was gonna put on JLo and Ice Cube yeah, okay. I think his son's hot. Mm. I think I seem hot. Okay, and then we have Owen Wilson as Cricket Nose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so we have more people. We got Owen Wilson, which is obviously how him and Jennifer met for, you know, their uh, critically acclaimed box office Smash Marry Me that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, oh, God, how could I forget to mention her biggest blockbuster to date, (laughs) Marry Me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, oh, my gosh. So we have that. Um, Then we have... Well, he has one of the lines in his opening that I'm like, the writing is terrible. And that's that he says, the jungle makes me horny. Oh, I know. I was like, this is so 90s. This is so 90s to make these, you know, 
to bring the horny sex aspect of uh, you know these <laughs> this movie like what what does that have to do with anything it was just an excuse yeah. to get that other girl who we forgot her name who plays denise into the jungle to expose her <laughs> her, her side boob I was like, who is this woman? What is, well, what's surprising to me is that you look at the people that were going, who were like auditioning for that role, and these were like actual names, and then she's the one they picked. They must have not wanted to spend the money. Jillian Anderson mm. read for this role. She was originally, uh, she was she was originally offered the role of Terry that Jennifer Lopez plays when the character's name was Terry Porter before she was Terry Flores. <laughs> And she turned down the role of Terry, but auditioned for Denise. And then they didn't give it to her, like Jillian Anderson, Come uh, on. who was who's like a fantastic actress, height of X Files fame. And they're gonna give it to this bitch. I'm telling you, they didn't want to spend the money. They didn't want to spend the money on something on a role so small, or there was some kind of nepotism going on, or some... yeah. What producer's daughter is she? She's like Marianne on, in Gilligan's Island with these outfits yeah. that she wears. She's, I know. I'm like, oh, really? You're in the Brazilian rainforest. Literally, she's like <laughs> on a documentary shoot and she's dressed like she's on fucking vacation in Hawaii. Yeah. She's like in Maui. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> let's settle like, down. You're not scared of mosquitoes, bitch? We get this weird scene where, like, the panther, there's a panther, and it gets <laughs> killed by the anaconda. And I think it's weird because I'm like, why wouldn't they establish this with the Danny Trejo's character and not some stuffed animal? Yes, I said, I said, oh my god, I had no idea this was the first role from of the cat from Scary Movie 2. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a, it was like at first it was a real panther and then it was the cat from scary movie too. Like the They're eyes are all buggy out of its head. It's like ah it's like a stuffed animal. It's hilarious looking. <laughs> I was like, this was not effective. The opening was not effective. This attack isn't effective. But had they combined the two, had they made the snake sure. eat the man, it would have been more terrifying and more I know. For, They're keeping it under wraps. What does an anaconda look like? I don't know. I've never seen a snake before. Like, give me a break. <laughs> oh, God. Let's just get this out of the way. And then we get the introduction of John Voight's character. Oh, my God. Fucking Sarone. And this has got to be one of the most bizarre performances that have has ever graced the silver screen. And, you know, I even was watching this, like... Is that John Voight? And then I was like, what is he doing in this movie? Oh, God, he's doing a terrible job is what he's doing. <laughs> yeah, it's he, so like... First of all, he's like it, from... Like, he's supposed to be from Paraguay. But this accent that he's doing, bitch, this is like... You know that Russian. Laura Bundy video where she's like, I'm Icelandic, Chinese, Jamaican. And like all, the, all <laughs> yeah. that. Like, that is literally the accent <laughs> yes, that he's giving. Yeah. yeah, show can't tell. It is just I, like the, it's the most bizarre performance ever. It's so weird. It's so bad. It's but like over the top. Weird. It's it's campy as hell. And I think that the introduction of his character does bring this movie into camp, which makes it enjoyable to watch. I I, I do see the camp, especially because there are some moments where he's like, hmm, 
And he looks toward the camera menacingly and the lights turn red. He has like squinty eyes, but he's like opening them wide at the same time. It's so strange. And then like, like yeah, he's like, oh, and then he has this like weird accent that he talks like this. And yeah, we're going to go find the anacondas. And like, it's like a mix of like a Creole accent with a yes it almost sounds spanish accent like but then sometimes he sounds like fucking marlon brando and the godfather he'll like talk <laughs> like this i'm like what is this <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing he's like no uh pa- paraguay paraguay uh, uh he just went with some generic ass <laughs> yes. accent cerrone is a villain and i think the first um and so is Westridge, Mr. Jonathan Hyde's character, because he's very like he he doesn't want to be there. He like you he think said, he's a he's villain. Very, like, uh huh, yeah. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because the first enjoyable moment of this movie for me was when Ice Cube was playing that song that he obviously helped write. Wrote. Because it, 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 yeah, it's definitely like in his wheelhouse they're, of uh, music. That MTV generation, they're trying to appeal to the to the crowds. It appealed to me. I was like, yes. I was feeling it. And then he turned it off. And to me, that villainized him. <laughs> and then he put on his classical music and they're all, ugh, gross. Yeah. like he's, uh, he, I don't think he's, he's not a villain. He's just fussy, you know? He's just like a fussy, annoying, he's like a mosquito in the jungle. <laughs> yeah. He's annoying more than he is a villain, but don't be turning off my music. Um, <laughs> you heard it first. This is so like campy as far as like the sex parts of oh it. Oh my and god, so ridiculous! Owen Wilson, uh, Gary, and Denise like oh my going into the woods, in the jungle. Yeah, like literally Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, like, like oh, let's go out here, and he's like smoking a joint, and then they find the spot where they start making out, and he exposes her side tit, and there, and then all of a sudden. <gasps> Do you hear that? What do you hear? The silence. That line. Give me a break. <laughs> yeah, give me a break. Because first of all, the jungle should be noisy. And well, secondly, the, well, it's weird because they just went out there and they're all, listen to all the noise. And then I think it's supposed to be like menacing that the there's no more oh, the noise. noise stopped. But mm. she said, listen, do you hear that? What? The silence. That's dumb. I don't like that line. I think it's bad. What would what would make you think that it's okay to get off the boat, go into the jungle so that you can fuck somebody? Can you imagine being butt-ass naked in the jungle? Bitch, yeah. you're gonna get bit by something poisonous, venomous, or yeah, lethal. Th- and that's why they're stupid. I mean, I think she she fully plays into that, like, horror movie slut trope. Yeah. <gasps> what was that? What it's was that? And then they run. Yeah. Her, her only purpose was to be sexy in her cute little outfits and to try to go have sex in the woods and then her boyfriend dies which is her only reason for being there I guess because she's like the production manager but you would never know that any of these people were on a fucking film crew from from this movie and then she just dies I know also what was her role for the film crew she was the production manager what does that even mean what what are you doing are you directing no are you recording? Well, are you the cameraman? No. Are you job. the audio? No. What are you doing here? Yeah, she's not good at doing. A, the character is not doing a good job, and the actress is not doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yeah, she's like, fine. So they were actually they get chased out of the jungle, but it's by a wild boar. Oh yeah, wild boar. <laughs> <But> <laughs> wild, wild boar. boar. 
wild boar. <laughs> <laughs> Would you eat something like a wild boar that someone caught in the jungle? Well, the way you made it sound was that they were like, didn't have any food. But I'm like, do they have food? That's what I said. I was like, why are they acting like, he's like, we just got ourselves dinner. He's, he's like, like, dinner? Food, cut, cut it up. Food for a week. Food for a week? I, yeah, we, I'm we like, don't for who? For, what like, I brought a salad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have a I have a supply of lean cuisines in the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to last me a month. Okay? That's right. I don't know. Because what if it ate something like nasty or poisonous? I don't even like to eat pigs from farms. Let alone a boar from a jungle. <laughs> Delaying production. <laughs> okay. You're starting to look like Eric Stoltz when he got bit by that wasp. Okay. Because did he swallow it? I know, yeah, it was like in his mouth. Was it? How was the wasp right. in the water? Is it a water wasp? And it was huge. It has, I would never look at that and be like, "That's a wasp." I'd be like, "What is that?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looked like a like a cockroach, but big. It looked like the mosquitoes from Jumanji. It looked like the fucking co- like aliens from Men in Black. Like it was weird. Oh yeah, it <laughs> it was giving that. I know, and then they performed that that procedure on him which was like absolutely insane yes. have you ever seen the heat with sandra bullock yes. and Melissa mccarthy i just watched and, that and from you know that documentary the heat starring sandra bullock and Melissa mccarthy that right. don't work because that man choked on that pancake and sandra bullock just slit his throat open <laughs> yeah i put a straw in there yeah I, it didn't work i but then they decided to take him to get some actual help and they're like okay But this is where I was like, okay, maybe you're right about Mr. Cerrone bringing on this sort of campy element to this movie because when they're they're like, oh, we'll take him to, you know, and he suggests, he does his suggestion and he looked, they have this like goosebumps shot of him looking around menacingly and he's cast in red light. And I'm like, this is, this is, it's camp. This is campy. And one of his eyes is bigger than the other. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, whoa. But I love how they later on, they're, you know, this gas thing is such a big thing. And then they happen to find this random, like, hut looking thing or whatever, treehouse looking thing that has all these barrels of fuel as if they're just like barrels of fuel all over the rainforest for you to find. It's like a vi- <laughs> It is kind of like a video game. Like, you're like, uh, yes, yes, it is like a video game. That That's what I was like. This would. And I honestly thought that throughout. I was like, this would be a better video game than a movie. Like an immersive yeah. experience where you get to find your way out of the jungle while also fighting off an enormous anaconda. Because Ooh. now the anaconda is getting to show its face, right? And yeah, finally, halfway through we, the movie. Yeah, because like you said, they get off and they find, you know, the poacher's boat that has, you know, fuel on it. So tank up. And this <laughs> is where we get our first, like, real on-screen death of somebody, which is Mateo, and we get our full B-movie special effects. But this is probably the best death in the movie, I would say. It's, like, really intense. Because, I mean, mean, it's the first time we see the snake, like, coil around him and, like, suffocate him and then snap his neck and then eat him. It's like, oh, Miss Mateo, she she got it bad. Yeah, she had no chance of getting out of there. I do one thing that I do like and that I also think is sort of campy is when the snake first starts to coil it the the body is spinning. Yeah. The body spins. Ooh, yeah, it's like a, like, <laughs> like on a 
turntable. And then they're disoriented. And then they're... <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that apparently for every second that that CGI was used for that anaconda, it costs $100,000. Shut. For a second. Uh, Thus we get some of the most hilarious puppetry I've ever seen. How in the hell yeah, and, did and this, that ridiculous looking thing cost $100,000 a second? What I a know. waste of resources. There are people in the world that are starving and homeless. <laughs> and we're spending money on fucking the snake and anaconda. My yeah, $100,000. I know, a second. And the, and the movie had a $45 million budget. So I was like, oh no, that's probably so much. But then I was like, I mean, okay. To house the crew in Bra- in Brazil. That's yeah. the only. Th- that's where most four of that money had had to gone. Yeah, yeah, Mm-mm. and not to Jillian Anderson. <laughs> and not to Jillian Anderson. And no. none for her. They were like, actually, instead of Disneyland's Jungle Cruise, let's actually film it in Brazil. So let's just cut Jillian. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is also the part where they find the snake skin, and it's the yes. anaconda skin. And oh like, my what god, is that? I love when he like rolls it out. It's all. Like, He's next skin. This is where we get the most realistic line in the movie. At least that represents me. And it's when Ice Cube says, It's snakes out there this big. Because <laughs> that's what I would have asked. It's snakes out there this big. I, I, I would be terrified. Yeah. But also questioning. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe that they let him on the ship for that long. I would have... Like, the first signs of red flags, I'm, I'd be like, I'm sorry, sir. You're walking the rest of the way home. You got to get off this boat, Paraguay. You got to go. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, you're getting sketchy. You're blowing... Like, when he blew up that, like, wall and all those, like, baby snakes yeah, were everywhere. Like, Let's go this way. And they reach a dead like, end. What? And he's like, like, it wasn't here before. You mean to tell me that this dam was just built within the well, last I was like, few I was weeks? Like, I was trying to like rationalize that. I was like, "Where did this wall come from?" I was like, "Who made this wall?" And I was like, the "Is Shirishama. it like, is it the native people?" That's what I thought. I was like, "Are they like doing it to keep the anaconda out?" That's but, what I thought. But then the anaconda's already out. It already kill. It was already out there killing. It's Dana already Trejo. on the other side. <laughs> and killing the ja- yeah. and the the cat from Scary Movie too. Like, well, also they didn't build and, the wall and across the entire rainforest. Them, Peeping at them through the fucking grass. That shit was hilarious. I love that shot. I thought that was so funny. Puppet. Ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) It's ridiculous. It is very And it goes into full ridiculousness when he basically recruits Gary to, like, help him. Oh, my God. And 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 Gary does it. And he does it, which I'm like, okay, you sell out. But also, I'm like... I would sign up with the bad guy too. I think in this situation, I'm like, and this he's probably is, the only person equipped to get us out of here. Oh my god, you are a fool! And greed came back with a vengeance because karma bit him like a giant anaconda, and his ass died very quickly. Well, this sequence starts out very cool, right? Like, I'm like, okay, I kind of like the far shots of the um, the long shots of the anaconda, where it's like from way back and. You can see oh, it, yeah. and it's like, ooh, ooh, and it's getting, you know, hit with these big oh, the lights. lights. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, this is starting off cool. You know, the water is being cast in green, and yeah. um, 
I liked that. But then it got real bad real fast because <laughs> it, it throws ice cream oh, yeah. across the room. It, it, uh, it, it breaks it, that window when JLo walk, runs into that room. Oh, all, my God. It just headbutts its way through the windows. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so oh, high. my God. Oh, my yeah. God. I punched it in the face. Yeah. Ah! Try to shoot me, bitch. Yeah, she just, like, <laughs> turns around her, and her ass just boom right in the face. That's how I, d- I don't like uh, them p- portraying the anaconda this way just because it goes into like this cartoonish territory whereas in something like other like jurassic park lake placid deep blue sea to me those are kind of like okay there's this animal trying to survive you know and it's (laughs) gotta just tear its way through to get to you know freedom and survive but this one it's like this snake is like petty (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, this this snake full on has a personality, vengeful, it, yeah, petty, absolutely, sneaky. yeah, it's a, sneaky, yeah. It'll go into the, it's like trying to follow, it's trying to get them. Why is this anaconda so pressed? Aren't there wild boar out there you can <laughs> eat? The little monkey, the oh, when it spits that monkey at him <laughs> in slow oh, Westridge, yeah, <gasps> just, just. The fucking another stuffed animal, a curious yeah. George, a wet curious <laughs> George doll, <laughs> just hits him square in the face. It's so funny in slow mo. Yeah, I, I, this, it got just real bad, real fat. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, this whoa. is kind of exciting and cool. And then it just turns into full because I'm like, okay, the snake is being threatened. Like naturally, an animal being threatened yeah. is gonna attack, but not like this. And yeah. then once it starts to wrap around Miss Owen, I'm yeah. like, all right. Now oh my gosh. it's literally animated. Yeah. I thought oh it was my Page God. Master. That <laughs> shot where after he eats <laughs> he eats Owen <clears throat> or Gary or whatever. And they uh, Oh my god, it, in the it, water. In the water, and it's like going like by the camera, and then you see that like CGI Mummy. Mummy <laughs> Yeah, like Owen Wilson's body inside the snake as it goes by with its mouth open. It's like, oh. Like he's screaming. Yeah. Full camp. Full camp. That is so funny. This is, it looked like a mummy. And I was like, oh my God. I was, (laughs) I literally was laughing because at that point, they had to have known that they were putting in these elements that were going to make people laugh. No, I think they're like, this is scary. I'm scared. They're it's like, 1997. His mouth should be open. Like he's screaming. Can you do that? And oh, then they just dragged it with the mouse on yeah. the computer. <laughs> oh my god! Terrifying! Terrifying! Yeah, great job, great job. Hundred hundred thousand dollars. That was probably a five hundred thousand dollars shot. This is just upsetting. I'm really upset by that. <laughs> you even gave the. I want to stop recording. Um, <laughs> but that was hilarious. Uh, to top it all off, right? To top that ridiculous sequence. Yeah. That's what we got. Alright, so now people are dead. People are, um, you know, in comas in this, the labyrinth that is that ship. Like, what is the layout yeah. of the ship? How many rooms are there? They have quarters. They, it, <laughs> it, it makes no sense. I don't know that they necessarily had a map of the ship. They were like, yeah. oh, and let's make a room that, like, she can do this in. Yeah. Let's make a room with a mirror that she can put her lip gloss on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh, here <laughs> That's we go. That's one thing. Okay, Terry. Okay. There so we she's go. She's like kicking into survival mode. She's like, I have to do love almost kind of what Gary did where she kicks into like high gear. Like, okay, I'm going to have to like seduce him to like, so, I, but 
Okay, I understand her thought process of this, but I don't understand why she felt like she needed to put on lip gloss to do it. Uh, her execution is also very poor. She does not... She's not very convincing. Which I guess I would have just went si- naked. Yeah, just like, yeah, my one tit out or something. Or like, ooh, like where that Oops. see-through like white dress she had on at the beginning that they just happened to put her in. Wear that. <laughs> s- splash a little Amazon river yeah. water on your top. Ugh! Oh my, uh, my nipples are hard. Yeah, and ready yeah. to go. Do you have a towel? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like we sh- we could have seduced him better than she did. And this is J Lo, the just, hottest woman in the world. I would have just bent over. Like <laughs> it looks like you haven't fucked somebody in a while. Well, he's, I wouldn't have wasted said. my lip gloss on him. It's been a long time since I've had that woman. Ew! Ew. Had a woman what? This, this yeah. Bleh. Yeah, and so this she is, you know she gives her not. best try, but maybe Miss Terry, she's not a sexy person. Miss JLo, she's a sexy person. Terry, she's not. So she she um she doesn't do the best seduction. He sees right through it because then they come in, Ice Cube comes in and gets knocked out right away, but they were smart. She might not be sexy, but she's smart because they had <laughs> you know, uh Westridge back there ready to smash him with the with the um, golf club, so I would have sent Westridge first because I think yeah. that um, what's the Ice Cube's character's name? I just keep calling him Danny. Ice Cube. Danny. Danny, I think, has more survival instincts. Like he's ready to kick into action and gear, like from the get. So I'm like, why would yeah. they have? I would put Westridge first. Yes, and let him I, get knocked I would out. be. I would be afraid <laughs> because because. Sarone and Danny have had more confrontation with each other. I'd be more afraid that when he bursts through the door that he would shoot him as opposed to Westridge. I think Westridge, he's he's using Westridge as as the driver of the boat at this point. Mm. And so I I would be Mm -hmm. nervous that if Westridge broke in, he doesn't see him as a threat and also is using him he wouldn't shoot him but he already has had so much conflict with Danny that I'd be afraid that he jumped he'd burst through the door and he'd be like boom yeah and, and then just there's in your the, ally and the and the survival of it all I'd be like let's send the prissy bitch first let his ass get knocked out and yeah. let us strong people move forward in yeah. the movie why didn't both the girls go in that would have been hot yeah my fuck <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make out with each other. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you caught us. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been so hot. <laughs> the the remake will have to be. Yeah, yes. Oh, everybody, the reason we're doing this movie is because we're actually writing and directing the remake Anaconda <laughs> 2024. Yeah. Manaconda. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a guy with yeah. an enormous dick that can jump and spring yes. into action and swallow people yeah. whole. It's called um, Anaconda Don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the boat gets stuck, and we have this beautiful backdrop of the waterfall, which is I'm going, like, which is moving upside down, <laughs> which is going backwards. <laughs> is that how you saw it? Have you seen? There's a shot in this. I think it's a little later. It's once they finally break free from the the stuck moment, 
and it's reversing. <laughs> but instead of actually reversing the boat, they just played the film backwards, and the waterfall that's right there is full on going up. Going back up. Yes. <laughs> and it's not like a quick shot. Like, it's there for a second. Like, you see this shit going up. And it's like, wow. Wow. You know wow. what that kind of reminds me of? And this is so what? dumb. You're going to be like, why'd you even mention that? Um, Final Destination 3, they had them move in slow motion because they had like the roller coaster move in slow motion. Oh, yeah. And they had the actors pretending to be in <laughs> slow motion and terror to speed. And then they would just sped it up. But there is one, Miss Sh- Shalon or Shailen Simmons, whatever her name is, the blonde girl that dies in the... Uh, oh, yeah. The blonde one of the two in the, in the right. hotbeds. The tanning beds, the hot beds. <laughs> in the hot seat. Um, <laughs> and she she is not moving in slow motion because you see everybody looks like they're in real time and then there's her and her head is moving 100 miles an hour. <laughs> she's all... <laughs> She didn't get the memo. She was late to set. She looks like she's being fast forwarded. <laughs> everybody look for it. When The next time you watch Final Destination 3, because I know everybody's, you know, dying to watch it one more time. Look for that. <laughs> oh my God. I so, will say though, the, the, my favorite death is in this section where Westridge dies when he starts to fall from the waterfall and then the, oh, the anaconda yeah. snatches him. And again, I think it's because it's from, it's a long shot. It's from way below. So yeah. you see it and the snake doesn't look too bad from back, from the back of the room. Yeah. But I, I mean, yeah, the, the physics the make absolutely no sense in that scene, but no. Um, it does look cool. I know, poor Westridge. I kind of, like we were saying earlier, I think his character went from being prissy to, like, finally having agency, and he, you know, he really takes charge, and he ends up kind of saving Terry and, and Danny at one point, and so, and, you know, it's like, you know what, that's a, you know, a character going from being useless to being very useful and self-sacrificing. He kind of gives up his life for the, um. for the two of them, and so, um... That's a nice way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we also forgot one death. We forgot Miss um, Miss De- Denise's death. Oh. So interesting because it's not by the anaconda. She gets strangled in three seconds by, um, I guess, the thighs of steel from Cerrone. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm not buying this. I was like, why? I could feel if he maybe tossed her into the water. Yeah. And then and she got eaten by the anaconda or something. But the fact yeah. that she just... Or used his thighs to hold her head underwater. Oh, yeah. There we go. That might have been kind of hot. Hard to do. <laughs> hot. Really hot. Ew. But it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh it's just like... Yeah, yeah. She like barely puts up a fight. Like she's like... I'm like, gouge his eyes out. I literally have written, gouge his eyes out. Nope. She doesn't, she yeah. doesn't do it. I feel like when you have femme power, like female energy, female power, you could be very cutthroat and vicious in a fight. So I don't know why she didn't bring any of that energy out. No, she just like let it happen. She just sort of conceded to her death and just was like, I want to be with Gary. (laughs) Do you think it was like a Romeo and Juliet sort of um, idea where she's like, Gary's dead, so I might as well die too. What's the point of living? Exactly. This is a true romance film. So absolutely. That's exactly what it was. I have a um, a theory. Hear okay. me out, okay? I think Kale is full of shit. I don't think that he got an allergic reaction to the wasp. I think he knew something was awry. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to take a nap. And he's <laughs> like, oh, I got stung. <laughs> <laughs> 
And he's like, and you know, I'm even going to sit here while they slice my throat open because I really don't have to be involved. I'm, <laughs> I'm committed I to this bit. I sold that shit, didn't I? <laughs> and you peed. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. And But then he, he comes back to, you know, do a little something. He comes back to save Miss Terry and Miss Ice Cube. And um, it's so gross when he gets strangled and the, the blood starts like oozing from his neck hole. Ugh. Finally, a realistic moment in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, oh yeah, my God. watching Sarone like, just like whoop all their asses for like the next 20 minutes of the movie is like so infuriating. It's like, come on. Yeah, because it's so unreal. This is J-Lo and Ice Cube. Yeah, they could fuck somebody up together. Yeah. I believe that. I believe that. And this old man is going to fuck these two up. They can't even, they're so incompetent, they can't even shoot him. How many times did he knock that gun out of J-Lo's hand? It's like, come on. Just pick it up and fucking shoot him. (laughs) Shoot him! Yeah, Yeah, I I, the whole time I literally wrote in my notes during throughout this section um, a famous Jake quote, which is "Give me a break." (laughs) Yeah, give me a break, literally. (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) Because even the anaconda, like breaking down walls, um, chasing people, like I don't know that anacondas (laughs) chase people. Yeah, they want to. Yeah, I'm telling you, this anaconda has a is holding a grudge for some reason, or is Mm. so desperate. That he won't hunt other probably bigger animals. Okay, I will say though that this is cute. Okay, so um, <laughs> he gets uh, Denny's. He gets Danny and he gets Denny's Terry. after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, and then they go to Denny's. Yeah, the moons are um, Miami. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad he didn't order that when we were at Denny's. I know. This last oh time. my god. Jake and I ended up at a Denny's at some point during our <laughs> escapades together in the past uh, several months. And he did not order the moons over my hammy. <laughs> and he's always talking about it on the show. <laughs> he uses them as bait and it sort of works at first. The anaconda but, wraps around them. But this like, is so oh. weird. Are they, Is it a shark? Why is he throwing blood on them? What kind of... Is, is that a thing that anacondas smell blood? I don't know. This is you a shark me. thing. You're the anaconda. Man. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. I don't think. I don't think. No, I do not think this would work. <laughs> no, I just like. So I don't stupid. even think the monkey would have worked. No, the, I don't anacondas, think anacondas. Anacondas go for. I feel like, and and as far as like what I've, you know, heard <laughs> all your experience. Stories, in all After my you survived your hunting, snake attack, of hunting all the rainforests and the jungles of yeah. the world. Um, I feel like they find the easiest route. They're like, oh, here's this. <laughs> yeah. I, I heard about this lady, that this little lady that was watering her garden somewhere over there, maybe, Brazil. And the and a, and an anaconda got her. And they rescued. They, they got rescued. Oh, they got her. But, but she was an old lady. So she couldn't She was very an old fast. lady. She was probably reaching over to, like, <laughs> fix some plants. And they got her. I don't Aww. think that it's <laughs> ambitious, and, and I don't think this is an ambitious animal that smells blood and fear. I mean, at least the <laughs> the sharks in um, Deep Blue Sea—they're like they're like oh. <laughs> the sharks in Deep Blue Sea are at least like genetically modified. Like, at least there's yeah. an excuse for them to be so like vicious and killer. These are just anacondas. Oh my god! Oh my okay, god. give me a break. 
so the, they end up like you know getting escaped and I think that this is a really successful moment of when the anaconda actually wraps itself around uh, Cerrone yes. I'm like oh this is great this is what we've finally, all been waiting for finally. this is going to make all the kids 12 years and younger who are so into this movie this is going to make them cheer in the audience yeah and then he gets swallowed whole but that's not the last we see of him because later on oh, no. that anaconda comes after Miss JLo and then barfs up Cerrone who in probably the stupidest moment in this entire movie his digested corpse looks at her and winks I loved it <laughs> I loved it I loved I was it like, I was like that, that is this is movie in a nutshell I said entertainment they should have just finest. ended it right there just a wink to the audience and then a little um, you know like when the screen goes black oh. but it like comes to a little circle like that's all folks <laughs> like it's like wow then they okay. show the bloopers during the credits <laughs> yes like why did that happen like it was just the cherry on top of the most bizarre performance that's ever existed like it uh, it was I, I think at that point he was winking to himself to the, yeah, to the audience I think like, they just used the shot of w- when it, it, he was in full prosthetics and they were like alright that's a wrap on John yeah and he like winked and I think and they like, just used it in the love movie it. like that is perfect I think he was saying uh, <laughs> thank you for your money <laughs> audience yeah gotcha audience. Danny comes up with this great idea that he's gonna pin the snake down with the pickaxe and he's gonna blow it up but uh uh-uh. uh all that does is launch it back into the jungle <laughs> so fully fly, on fire fire snake now like could it get any crazier <laughs> Okay, but I will say I think that's fun too. Like the snake's on fire, sure, but it's it, not burning. It looks, I know, like <laughs> the fire's like above. It's like kind of above the snake. It's like the, it's like the, a mohawk. Nothing's like peeling on the snake. It's just like technically, it's like Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Games. It's like there's just it's yeah. on fire, but it's not burning to death. It's, like, it's not burning. It's not burning. I know it is very. But it's like this whole moment feels very like the Waterworld live spectacular at Universal Studios. Yes. This whole movie feels like yes. that. It's like a mixture of the Jurassic Park ride, <laughs> yes. the Waterworld show at Universal yes. Studios, um, and like Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. And like just... It feels so like you're yeah, just ridiculous. Like a live performance. I feel like we're watching a live performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like with cartoonish elements. Yeah. I... I... Yeah. I... I I think it looks cool, but it's so, but I think this only appeals to a child's imagination. Yeah, I think so. You're right. In no way am I impressed by this, but I think it looks cool. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous and it's like fun. And when you just like, I don't know, take a chill pill and, you know, watch it and you're like, whatever, this is stupid, but at least it's entertaining kind of. I will say that I applaud this movie for doing what a lot of movies did not do in the 90s and actually still really don't do unless we're talking like Scream 5 which have just all the people year. of color survive yes yep I, yep I knew exactly what you were gonna say yes thank god exactly that I was like but they knew they <laughs> knew they couldn't kill off their their stars which were Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube because they were gonna be the ones that were going to 
they were going to be the names that were going to be used to market this movie. Yeah. And they can't kill them off. That's who everybody came to see. They Absolutely. would be disappointed. Yeah, I know. Ex- exactly. Exactly. But I, it was very progressive of them in the 90s to do that. So yeah. good for them. It made them the leads, the heroes, yeah. and the survivors. And I think I know. that we'll ignore that ter- the most that- successful. We'll ignore that she was originally Terry Porter. Um, um. We'll ignore <laughs> that she was originally Terry Porter because Jennifer Lopez, she fought and she clawed her way to the, this role. That's right. Um. <laughs> she beat out the likes of Juliana Margulies and she beat out um, somebody else that was like, oh, that's an obvious person that probably would have played this back then. Uh, somebody else, but somebody boring and, mm-hmm. you know, bland, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, Meryl Streep, of course, we're talking about. <laughs> Meryl um, Streep, it was Meryl Streep, yeah. <laughs> it was between Meryl um, and Jennifer, and they're like, well, we gotta go with a better actress. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. We, go, we gotta go with a better dancer. <laughs> so. Yeah, we don't necessarily need this movie to be acted well. We just need everybody to look good. Yeah, um, who has the fatter ass? Sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> who's gonna look good putting that lip gloss on in that scene? <laughs> J Lo or Meryl? Um, <laughs> let's go with the nice full lips. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yes, I, I I adore that element of this. I think that's probably the most successful part of this movie is that they were they were a little progressive in that. Oh, sorry, it was Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston was the other one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What? I, I, I could see Julianne Margulies in this. Okay. Yeah, I could. I don't know about Jennifer Aniston. Then it would have been full comedy. Camp. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I, could, I know. She had. What has she done that's serious? Nothing. Cake. Yeah. I mean, she's hardly done anything that's seriously funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... Ooh, okay. Ooh. All right. There you go. <laughs> well, we pretty much come to the end of this movie. They survive, and Anaconda's dead, yeah. and then... Oh, and, and then they find the tribe. And what are they going to do now? Film them? Yeah, film them. Uh, your crew is dead, and they're like, they kind of do kind of play it like that, though. Like, there they are. Let's film them. Let's continue our documentary. They would have wanted us to go on. What? At that point, at this point of the movie, with all the ridiculous shit we saw, they should have had them all beat up, like, hanging out <laughs> on the boat. And then they look up and they see them and they're like, are you fucking kidding me? And then Where the have you been? <laughs> Where the fuck were you? <laughs> with their stakes and fucking yes. arrows and shit. And then it like, should have ended with the credits going while they all danced around a campfire with the, in- in the indigenous people. Roasting them. Yeah. Roasting J-Lo and Jack's <laughs> Cube. Yeah, on a on a spit, and like with apples in their mouth. <laughs> That's how it should have ended. Oh my god! Oh, well. And then the boar, and then there's a boar with a crown on its yeah. head, like somewhere in the woods. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Eric Stoltz I, I, is also alive too. We forgot that he also lived. Oh yeah, but, but he, he's not really in this. He's he's sleeping in the boat still. Yeah. Fake sleeping. <laughs> Fake sleeping. Just avoiding the anaconda. <laughs> He's like, I know where this is going. I gotta do something. (laughs) 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 It wasn't a wasp, it was a fucking leech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so we made it to the end. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. This movie, like I said, is a. (laughs) It's an entertaining little romp. Um, you know, yeah, it's it fun to see. I love seeing JLo get a little down and dirty. Her performance in this oh, yeah. is not her fault. Their character just, there's no character development for any of these characters, really. 
Um, so it's just sort of a run-of-the-mill creature feature that had a little bit of a high budget with some charismatic stars in it. And so, uh, yeah. you know, this movie to me is what, like a, it's a two and a half out of five. It's like ridiculous, but it's entertaining when you're in the right mood. Probably better to watch with people so you can kind of laugh or along high. with it. Oh my God, or watch drunk, it high. Or, no, not drunk, high, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, you just sort of laugh and you laugh at the puppets and the CGI and, you know, all that fun stuff. So yeah, two out of two and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I, I definitely think that as well. I think it's a fun yeah. summer type of movie. Like sure. just an easy watch. I would show it to like nieces and nephews. I'd be like, oh, yeah. have you ever seen Anaconda? You know? Yeah, that's a good one. And yeah. uh, we would all just laugh at um, J-Lo. No, I'm just kidding. We would just <laughs> laugh at it because, it, but it is fun. It's it, it's definitely not boring. I will say that. No, it's not boring. Not boring. Uh, it's just like the, some things, like technical things. I think the script is horrific. Yeah. I think that the, uh, the special effects are god awful. And I'm very, I'm infuriated that that snake costs that much per second. That is <laughs> yeah. just, that is I know. really, that just goes to show what kind of society we're living in. Yeah, that's but Hollywood, I, baby. <laughs> that, that's, that's the industry. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but I think where this movie uh, succeeds is, um, what I say it was? Um, J-Lo and Ice J- Cube. J-Lo and Ice Cube. <laughs> Even though, I mean, they're not giving the the performances performance of, of their lives. <laughs> they're like you said, they're extremely charismatic. Yeah. And I just love seeing them as the heroes in a time where we, we, we weren't seeing that. Yeah. So, we were seeing I'm Jennifer Aniston's that. and, uh, I think who else was, I think there were a bunch of other people that were up for ice cubes role that were like, it was like, uh, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was like Vince Vaughn or it was like, it was people like that. It was like, okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I like the direction that they went. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that part of it. And I, I would two would give it a two and a half out of five. It's not boring. Yeah. It's very entertaining. But when you're looking at it from you know <laughs> yeah. the, the, through the lens of like a critic, like we are right now, yeah, it's a horrible. But it's terrible. <laughs> but it's, it, it's ridiculous. But, but, but fun. But nothing less. But fun. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing boring over here. Absolutely yeah. Not. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. All right. We made it to the end of the Amazon river where we've come to the end of Anaconda. Yes. Uh, that was that was really fun. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. that. I did. I thought yeah, it was a really fun it's, one. It's always these little gems of a movie that really bring our yeah. our, our comedy out. Exactly. Um, <laughs> a little lightheartedness. I would say next week we're doing this, but honestly, Jake and I have no idea when we're going to be able to record. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to commit. No, to I think we win. have some dates put aside. We do, we do, I think we, we do, have some we dates do. Put aside. Oh uh, yeah, so we'll we are happens. we are uh, doing a little double feature next week or whenever the next episode is. So get ready for that. Yes, we are going to be doing Grindhouse. This has been the season of exploitation films. Seriously, we been have been living it. for Quentin and Robert this this season. So from dusk till dawn, Kill Bill X, now yeah. Grindhouse, and not just one more movie, but two, two more movies. Two, two for the price of one. Double feature. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, boom, um, boom. Yeah, so I'm very excited for that. That 
and Planet Terror is a new one for me, so I can't wait to Ooh. talk about it with you. Yay, I can't wait. All right, everybody, make sure you're following us on Instagram. We're still posting bomb content, even though we aren't releasing episodes every week. We're still posting all the yeah. time, so make sure you're on there. You're uh, you're following us. Send us a message. Um, also, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify, where you can uh, leave us a review, rate us five stars preferably Mm -hmm, absolutely and also if you do follow us on instagram do not be afraid to dm us or comment on it let us know what you think of this format i'm genuinely curious um to hear if people like this format yeah i know i'm just curious yeah this is a little more streamlined the other one's a little more detailed what are you into yes we're not going to listen to you either way. Lines. We just want to know. <laughs> yeah, I just want to know. We're going to do what we want, but yeah, let us know. Um, <laughs> I do think, though, too, like that this, this episode, I think we did a little better job than we did in like season one. I think we were so, you know, we well, didn't look really at us know now. what direction We've we were going. So far. But now we're like esteemed. We're, we're, we're seasoned. Like, award winning. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're, we're <laughs> I know, exactly. We, we have our act together. And so going back to this format, it seemed kind of like we were like, oh, my God, do you think we can yeah. pull it off? And I absolutely I didn't even, think we I didn't even remember it. how we used to do it. So um, I hope we did. I, hope, I think we did well. I think so. We did, we did well. We killed this. We ate this shit and then we regurgitated it and then ate it again. All right, snakes. Sweet screams. Bye. I'm going to go get some real anaconda right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, give me your anaconda.